This is The Playbook. Hey, I'm here. This is a SoduCon Sessions. I'm here with my voice twin, Mr. Dave Meltzer. Good luck, those of you listening on the podcast, <laughs> keeping track of who's talking at what time. We're going to try to... That, that'll be, your, that'll be your, uh, your project while you're listening to this 15 minutes. Figure out who's talking and who's talking when. Meltzer, you're in Philadelphia. We were just in California yesterday. You're headed out to nice. France or somewhere. <laughs> yeah. You're traveling all over the world. You're doing all these crazy flights. You're out there making an impact. Bro, from what I understand, you're a pretty successful guy. You've done some pretty good things. You got the family. You got the white picket fence. Why do you keep pushing, man? Why, why are you going so hard? Because my definition of happiness is to enjoy the consistent every day persistent without quit pursuit of my potential not other people that go the extra mile every once in a while or never and then use those data points to justify why they're not where they want to be i utilize the consistent persistent pursuit of my potential to justify how i got where i am and where i'm going and it's a real paradigm shift to have that perspective that consistency is not a punishment it's a promotion consistency is something that can be enjoyable if you find the light, the love, and the lessons and the activity of the consistent behavior. Yeah, it can be, right? And I know uh, I was at a trial, so you showed me your morning area where you do your your squats and you do (laughs) all of those things, right? And it's little tiny it's not huge, massive, crazy actions, right? It's like little, tiny, consistent every single day, and then it adds up um, over time. Where did you maybe learn or where did this philosophy come from that teeny, tiny actions consistently over time get you great results? It happened by studying time for the last 16 years. And what I mean by that, it's really interesting to think about things in in the construct of time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because if we look at, what I want in the long term, I have to look backwards first, meaning that I am only limited by the meaning that I've given the defined moments or inflection points of my past. Mm -hmm. And then how do I apply those meanings to the activities today, which is the consistent behavior. And where the interesting thing happens is in a trajectory towards an unlimited future. So how does this play in or intertwine with what you're describing when you say, I've been with David and I've witnessed the pragmatic approach that he takes to a minimum of 10 minutes with this or a minimum of time doing this. And it's really that if I tell you what I want in the long term, the infinite, that I want to change the world, right? You and I share a vision of empowering over a billion people to make money, help people and have fun to create happiness, a collective consciousness. If you and I met on an airplane, which you and I were just on the airplane, but the guy across the hall that thought he recognized me, if he said to me, so dude, you know, I've seen you before, you know, what, what are you about? Well, you know, to be honest, I'm going to change the world. That should scare the crap out of him and me. But if he says to me, so how are you going to do that? And I show him the activity I planned today, the activity I don't have planned today in my sleep, If I show him all of those little tracing calligraphies, squats, minimum of an hour a day doing this, minimum of two minutes a day doing this, minimum, if I showed it, none of it would scare him. Mm -hmm. None of them, nothing I do today would would make you think like, oh, that dude's crazy. Right. But the aggregate effect of those non-crazy activities 
they'll scare the crap out of someone the same way if Jeff Bezos 25 years ago, this is my favorite example because 25 years ago, I was more famous than Jeff Bezos. I had more money than Jeff Bezos and I had more relationships on Sand Hill Road than he had. Right. And if he would have told me, David, I'm going to be the richest man on earth and make over a trillion dollars. I would have laughed at him. Sure. He would have scared me. Right. Right. I don't like, I'm not going to invest in that guy. He's nuts. Right. But if I probably looked at his daily activities, nothing that he did day by day, working out of his garage, selling books, would have even given me a remote inflection of fear. Right. Yeah. How do you figure out which habits need to be daily? How do you figure out which, what are, what are those things that are going to put us on that trajectory 15 years from now to having all that we want? How do we figure out what those specific activities are? You know, it's interesting because I have over 16 years of developing daily practices that allow me to decipher and decide the prioritization of my day. See, when people are procrastinating or feeling overwhelmed, the antidote to that is to know how to prioritize what's important to you in a trajectory of the scary, the right. trajectory of the unlimited and the infinite, like being the richest man on earth or like you and I changing the world. Right. And in order to do so, I've come up with five daily practices that I give away for free. Right? I always say if it's free, it's we. Email me, david at dmeltzer.com. First name, first initial, last name. Why do I say that? Because if you know what you want each day in a trajectory towards what you think you want, Notice I didn't say what I know I want. Sure. I, when I laugh at people for only one thing when they tell me they know something in the future because I know that's impossible. Right. So if you tell me I think that's what I want, now I understand and you understand that you don't know what you don't know, that you're living in radical humility, that you have faith. There's something bigger than you that's protecting and promoting you. There's a lot that goes into the idea of I think I know what I want. Sure. So if I take today and say this is what I want, this is who I can help today and who can help me today in the trajectory of what I think I want. This is how best I can get that done, utilizing time. So I study the calendar. I'm efficient, effective, and statistically successful with lenses of productivity, accessibility, and gratitude. Why? Because if I know what I want today in that trajectory, who can help me and who I can help in that trajectory and how best to facilitate a line synergistically with that trajectory, I then can prioritize what's important to me, knowing that that's the antidote to feeling overwhelmed or procrastinating. When you feel overwhelmed, you're actually living in abundance. You have more than enough to do. You have mm -hmm. too, too many options, opportunities, sure. touches of favor. Your biggest problem is prioritization. So know your what, who, and how. Then you'll know your why. I mean, you'll know your now, which allows you to apply the why, not search for something that you already have. See, you're already happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy. You you need to figure out what you're doing to interfere with the why, not trying to go get it. Yeah, it's already there, right? Like it already exists. It's already in you. It's in the seed. You just got to allow it to flow. Speaking of allowing it to flow, you and I jumped on a plane last night at 1020 after having dinner with a referee, after watching an awesome football game. Now we're here at an automotive conference. You're a speaker. You're a coach. You're an author. You're a sports guy. You came from a sports agency of all sports connections. What are you doing in an automotive dealership? All or an automotive conference, I should say. What sports taught me was all businesses are backdrops. And what I mean by that is all businesses are backdrops to the skills, knowledge, and desire that you have, especially today. 
So give me one skill, one knowledge, or one desire that you have, and I can make it applicable to automobiles, media, sports, uh, plumbing, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. I can utilize any industry as a backdrop so that I can apply my why, apply my capabilities, apply my what, who, and how, apply my skills, knowledge, and desire. So believe it or not, there's a lot of synergies between the automobile industry and the sports industries, which is why I can't think of one sport that doesn't have something to do with the automobile industry. Sure. Sure. So is it, do you think it's just like you've worked with a lot of business owners, like you coach a lot of different people, right? Like you were coaching the referee guy, you're coaching you, me, <laughs> you're coaching Paul Daly, is it automotive, right? So you're coaching people from different industries. What do you see as maybe one or two of the, what are, what are the one or two pieces that pull it all together no matter what industry it is whether it's solar whether it's sales whether it's plumbing whether it's you're a chiropractor or uh, a natural holistic healer what it what is the one or two things that you think pulls it together that allows that coaching to bridge all those gaps there's three things uh that bridge it and i'm very clear on this after so many years of helping so many different people in so many different professions from the chairman of the biggest oil and gas company to an entertainment company and huge multi-billionaires down to industries and solopreneurs number one is mindset i'm an expert at changing the way you look at things and applying a different meaning to the defining moments and inflection points two heart set i'm an expert at understanding how you feel so mindset is belief, heart set is how you feel. Those are the two highest levels of intention. Mm -hmm. Then, because of the years of dummy tax that I paid in so many multiple industries, because so many multiple industries were utilized and applicable to the sports industry that I was in, because we had every single industry interested in either endorsements, sponsorships, sure. branding, et cetera, advertising in the old days. Right. Uh, but it wouldn't matter. I am also an expert at the handset, so the activities. I'm excellent at giving you those lenses of productivity, accessibility, and gratitude, allowing you to be more efficient, effective, and statistically successful in what you want, who you can help, who can help you, and how to get it done. So as an expert coach, someone who can empower people to have the right mindset, the right heart set, and the right handset, I basically teach people the mathematical equation of luck. I teach you what to pay attention to through right. the five daily practices and what to give the five levels of intention. Here's what to do to be efficient, effective, and statistically successful. Here's what to say. In fact, I don't mess around, as you know, with words. During the Raider game, just so these people know, although we sound the exact same and they're trying to figure out if I'm actually here or not, right. or you're just interviewing yourself <laughs> pretending like you're me, right? but you said to me, interception, interception, and what did I say? Cancel. Yeah. <laughs> I say the right things. Right? I teach people to say the right things, and then I teach them to think the right things with that mindset. I teach them to believe the right things with their heart set and mindset and then feel it in an inspired or motivated state. So you can't give me an industry that humans are involved mm. that I can help become more productive, accessible, and gracious, that I can accelerate where they want to be and help them define where that is by teaching them mindset, heart set, and hand set.
I love that. Mindset, heart set, and handset. I'm going to shift gears on you now. That was huge, by the way. I hope you guys, you guys, I know you're taking notes. You wouldn't be listening to this if you're not taking notes. <laughs> At least I would hope that you would be listening to this if you're not taking notes. Let's shift just a little bit. Now, can I give a tip on taking notes? Only yeah. write down what resonates with what you. Makes, the way it makes you feel, yeah. right? And, and, then, the and then create a system to access your notes. I got a, a garage full of undergrad, graduate school, Tony Rott, like every single guru that I've been with. Sure. And I can't access them because I found out this lesson too late. Now I have the ability to access all the lessons that resonate with me. Yeah, I need to work on that still. David, I've got, um, I've got books, notebooks, but each notebook is labeled. So at least I have that, like, right? Like stuff I've learned from Meltzer, so on and so forth. But then once you get into the pages, there's thousands of pages. And nuggets. So I got to figure that out. I got to figure that part out. So I'm glad that you added that. With that said, shifting over to automotive, we all see auto from the inside. Everybody that's here at this event is somehow working in the auto industry. You see it from the outside. What does it look like? What does the, our industry look like to an outsider right now? Yeah, so it applies directly to actually what I've taught people how to pitch. Because the number one problem with the automotive Beal industry is credibility. Same as lawyers, by the sure, way. Sure. So what I loved about working with you and love about working with you and the people like Paul Daly and the people of Asotu is that credibility is seen with a fine tooth comb. Mm -hmm. You want to turn credibility inside out. When somebody's been wrong, you want to make it right, That's regardless right. of the price. Yeah. And so one, I see a credibility issue in the industry that needs to be re-engineered. Two, the emotional attachment is what I love about the automobile industry. It's so easy to get people to tell you what they like and they don't like about the automobile industry or sure. about their automobile, right? You got children first, easiest way to make money because people give up every single thing just so the kid can have a piano lesson. Right. Then you got sports, idiots will pay a thousand bucks to have you sign their baseball, Right. stupid. And then you got cars, <laughs> right? Idiots will pay $2 million for a car that they're never going to drive right. or drive maybe 500 miles in its lifetime. Very true. So you have this emotional aspect, an emotional attachment that needs to be looked at when you look at the automobile industry and make sure that that emotional attachment is aligned with the highest value, the highest frequency, not the lowest value of lying, manipulating, cheating, overselling, backend yeah. selling, which then diminishes the credibility, which credibility is the most important thing in the automobile industry. Then the third thing is the ability to articulate quantitative value. There's so much more value in a car today. There's so you, you, you take it's unbelievable technology has changed oh, the yeah. value of a car and people don't articulate that value. Right. They assume that, you know, this car that's less expensive, it does so much more than, than the two million dollar Bugatti 20 years ago. Right. Right. And it's right. not that expensive. That's right. But yep, they don't appreciate true. it because no one's articulating the value the story the right of way. the of the auto. Then impact. Right. I can't think of a more impactful industry on so many areas of our economy, of our culture, of our belief systems, of our ability to be happy. Mm -hmm. Look, why, why did Ford do what he did, right? Because he created the weekend so people would have more cars. That's right. It, it has a huge impact on the world. Yeah. And then finally, I think the rights of, rights of passage, it's connected to all of that. 
Absolutely. And then the fifth component I think that needs to be worked on is there's so much capability that isn't being utilized as an arsenal. And, and you're an expert at this. You know, the amount of success that you've had blows me away. And the reason that you're successful is you understand the capabilities of the automobile industry and you apply it in the right trajectory. Mm. You don't oversell, back end sell, lie, manipulator, cheat. You're not running some sort of shirt term scam to sell under the cover rust proof you're actually utilizing what is an extraordinary amount of capability to use as an arsenal to add to four things to add to the credibility add to the emotional attachment add to the quantifiable value and add to the impact those are the five things that i see need to be focused in on with the attention and intention to create greater coincidences in a great industry Mic drop moment. All of you in automotive, rewind. Go through that about 27,000 more times over the next 15 to 17 years. Focus on those five areas, and we will continue to grow, thrive, and crush in this amazing industry. Meltzer, our 15 minutes is up. I could talk to you for 15 days straight. Or talk to yourself. Or I could talk to myself <laughs> in the mirror over and over, but I wouldn't have the right answers. That's Not the yet. difference. That's, that's right. Yeah, I got to remember who I am, and then I'll get some of those answers, right? Remind, remember, and recollect who you are, and I promise you the inspiration will fly through you, and you'll channel the same data that I am, and I'm just blessed to have and be here and have a friend like you. Love it, man. Appreciate you being here. This is Dave Meltzer. Make sure you email him, david at dmeltzer.com. He'll send you a free book. If you do, sign it, send it to you, pay for shipping. Yep, he'll do all of that. All right, Dave, appreciate you. Let's go have some.